Welcome to Soul Smart. Hi, I'm Joanna Hennen, and this is Soul Smart, the podcast that explores the hidden side of success. You see, being successful isn't about always doing more, it's about being soul smart, using your intuition, spiritual connection, the law of attraction, and everything else you have access to as a powerful soul to create more of what you want. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Soul Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Hennen. And today I am especially excited that you have made the time to listen in because we're talking about something that's so much fun and that can bring you so many benefits that I'm just really excited to share it with you. So we're talking about how to get accurate guidance from your oracle cards. And we are talking about this for two reasons. The first is that it makes me really sad that people think that oracle cards are fluffy or just fun with no substance. This is just so not true. I use them every day for all sorts of things. And they're really such a fantastically accurate tool that I just think it's really unfair to the oracle card. I think they're all really sad (laughs) when we say things like that. And I also don't think that it's accurate to say that to judge oracle cards as like less spiritually or like not as serious as, I don't know, proper channeling or something. Like, I think they're a really, really fantastic starting off point, jumping off point for intuitive guidance to come through. They're really easy to use. Everybody can use them. So they're accessible. I think they're just awesome. So I don't want to feel sad. And I don't want the oracle cards to feel sad. So I just want more people to understand how powerful they are and know how to use them in a way that like really benefits them with this accurate, accurate guidance. And the second reason for why we're talking about this is that my mission is to bring you back to your own inner wisdom and power and to help you trust your own inner wisdom and power. And oracle cards were instrumental for me in this process, in this journey. Like I was not in tune with my own inner wisdom, with like inner being at all. And I certainly didn't trust myself at all. And oracle cards showed me how to move forward into like a totally different version of me. And so I want to show you how they can strengthen and deepen your intuitive connection as well, because we know that when we live from this more intuitive space, life flows better and we find more joy and we can build more success and we can experience more fulfillment. And these are things that we all want, right? So yes, this is just a great tool. So I have four things for you to do to help you get more accurate answers. Number one is to ask good, powerful questions because most people don't. Number two is to make sure that you're in a high vibration space when you work with your oracle cards because that affects the guidance that you receive. Number three is to spend time on interpretation. So don't just look it up in the booklet and be like, all right, that's interesting and then move on. And number four is to practice. Like any skill, the oracle cards skill is one that you should practice if you want to get better. So we're going to go into more detail on each of these in just a minute. And if you want to talk about them more and ask me questions about oracle cards or using them or anything like that, then join us in the Soul Smart Adventure community. 
It's a space that I created to have conversations around topics like this, about oracle cards and the soul and past lives and anything else that's kind of like not mainstream and that maybe you're intrigued by, but don't have too many in real life people to talk about with and that you would really crave a community around. So you can join us through a platform called Patreon for just $1 a month and you can cancel anytime if you don't like it. So there's absolutely a no pressure. Go to patreon.com slash Joanna Hennen to join and I'll send you an invitation to the group, which is currently being housed on Facebook. So it's a place that we all know and some of us love. (laughs) Right, on to the four ways in which you can get more accurate guidance from your oracle cards. So the first way is to ask powerful questions. I feel like this one's the most important one. And I think that we're going to spend most of our time today on this one because the quality of your answer really depends on the quality of your question. And I think that makes sense, right? You can't expect a detailed, insightful answer if your question is really vague, like that doesn't make sense, right? If you want clear, specific answers, you have to ask a clear, specific question. You probably already know the scientific law that says that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. This is used to explain the physical universe and just how things work in the world. And it also explains energy. And it's why the law of attraction works and why the quality of the answer you get from your oracle cards will match the quality of your question. So it's like, think about it in this kind of cycle of karma way. Like you will get back what you put in. So you, if you kind of ask a half-arsed question that you didn't really think through, that there's no kind of oomph behind then that's the kind of guidance you're going to get. And then you're going to say, oh, these oracle cards, so fluffy, useless, et cetera, et cetera. But if you just spend a little bit more time on crafting the question and making sure that it's powerful, then that guidance will have to be more actionable, more practical, and more accurate, right? Like that's just the way energy works. What you put in is what you're going to get out. So let's talk a little bit about what makes a question powerful in the first place, right? So a powerful question is a question that's rooted in your confidence and your power. So it comes from the assumption that you're the one in control, that you can change something, that you can choose a different way. It assumes that you're the one with the power and that all you need to do is like get access to the hows. So you need guidance on the hows of creating this reality for yourself that you want. So the most powerful questions will keep you open to the lessons that you're meant to learn along the way, because of course, our life journey isn't actually about a destination. It isn't about creating something specific, It's about the journey. It's about learning to be more of yourself and finding more joy and all that kind of stuff. So it's really, really important that you notice and learn the lessons, the experiences that your soul has chosen for this particular lifetime. And so when you ask your questions from this particular space, you're supporting the soul journey, right? And your cards can then give you guidance, but not absolutes. They leave the responsibility with you. So they'll give you some guidance and then you can still choose which way to go, right? So powerful questions keep the power safely with you instead of letting you give it away to something external, right? So they assume that you're the one responsible for your life, your results, and your happiness. And that's, of course, the truth. You are the one that's responsible for all those things. 
Now, unfortunately, because of the way that we're brought up and conditioned in this physical world on Earth, most of us naturally tend to ask disempowering questions, not powerful questions. So we tend to ask questions that put the power somewhere externally. And this is, I think, just a trend, like a pattern of behavior that we learn from when we're small, right? Like we're not actually taught to rely on our own intuition, on our own inner wisdom, on what feels right to us. We're taught from a very young age that we should ask someone else, that someone else knows better. The parent knows better. The teacher knows better. The community leader the president, like all these authority figures know better than you and you need to listen to them, right? So it's not your fault, completely not your fault. Like if you haven't quite mastered this art of asking powerful questions. So it's really an important distinction to make and you really need to think about whether your question comes from this powerful space or whether it puts you in victim mode, assuming that something external to you knows better, has more answers, is actually in control, right? So there are several things to watch out for when you're thinking about crafting your questions and making sure that they're powerful. The first thing is to watch your assumptions. So just be really clear, just notice what the assumption underneath your question is, right? So disempowering questions will assume that there is something wrong with your life, or maybe something is impossible to fix, or that you're doing something wrong and you want to get it right, or that something is not possible for you, or that someone else is calling the shots and needs to give you instruction, right? Whereas powerful questions always assume that what you want is possible, that you deserve to have it, that you are enough. So for example, instead of asking something like, why can't I create more money? Or like, why can't I create a life of abundance? That's a disempowering question. It's assuming that you can't create this life of abundance. Why not instead ask, how could I create a life of more abundance? Or how could I invite more abundance in? Which assumes at its core that it's totally possible for you to do it. You're just not entirely sure on the house, right? So it's just a better place to come from. Watch those assumptions. The second thing to watch out for when you're crafting your questions is your desire to get instructions or be told what to do. Now, this is a really common one as well. And I totally get it. Like I have times in my life also when I'm just like, I wish somebody could just tell me exactly what to do and then I would do it and then everything would be fine, right? But when you approach your oracle cards with that energy, you're really asking for instruction rather than guidance. And it leaves the power again with something external to you, right? So you want to be led, you want to be guided, but remember that you're the one who needs to make the choices and take the action. So the responsibility is still with you. You have to make sure that you're taking responsibility for your part in the process. And just remember that when you're working with your oracle cards, what you're actually doing is you're connecting with your intuition, with your soul, with your higher self. And that's not something different, right? It's a different part of you, but it's not something like should be put on a pedestal, right? It's just a part of you that has a different perspective and has different abilities at this particular point in time. And so the way to look at it, that you need to work together in order to co-create the life that's calling to you, right? 
So when you ask your oracle cards for guidance, you're actually asking your intuition for guidance. And so it makes sense to assume the position of an equal, right? You're not lesser in any way. It's not like you know nothing and the soul can tell you what to do. You're simply different parts of the same whole in different environments right now. And you have access to different things, right? So remember this when you're asking your questions and be aware of where you really would like these instructions rather than guidance, because you always want guidance, not orders, right? The third thing to watch out for is yes or no questions, which I've put as a separate category, but really it's just an example of the things that we've already talked about, of not asking for instructions and not giving your power away, right? So when you ask a yes or no question, you're asking for instructions. You're assuming that something external to you has the answer, that you don't have the answer, that you don't know. And so you're asking for an absolute rather than guidance, right? And this is just really dangerous in every part of your life. Like, I really believe that the statement, I don't know, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right. That statement, I don't know, is the most limiting belief that you could possibly have. Like it really keeps you from your power. So just be very, very aware of where you're asking those yes or no questions. And if the first question that comes to you is a yes or no question, then just rewrite it. Like rewrite it so that you come from the right assumption and you keep the power with you, right? And the fourth thing to keep in mind when you're crafting your questions is just be aware of where you're asking about the future as if it was something that was already like written in stone, right? So your intuition knows the best forward, but it can't tell the future. And this is because the future is dependent on the choices you make today with your energy today and your action today, right? So whenever you find yourself asking questions about the future, you want a certainty that's not really possible to have. And I totally get this as well, by the way, like I want that certainty as well. And I think it would be really awesome like to get those instructions towards a successful result and see that result appear in the future and know like exactly what the path towards that is. But that's not how things work, right? We don't know what will happen and there are many possibilities. All we do know is what exists now in the present. So focus on where you are now, on what you need to focus on now, on how you can feel good or how you want to feel now in this moment, because it's from this present moment that you are creating the best possible future for yourself, right? So if you'd like to see some examples, I have a blog post that lists 44 powerful questions. And from there, you can also get my mega guide to powerful questions, which includes 113 powerful questions already pre-written for you, divided up by category, like on money, on work and business, on happiness and fulfillment, and several more. I won't list them all here. Go to joannahennon.com slash blog and you'll find the post. And from the post, you can download the mega guide. It's free and I think it's really, really useful. And you can just play around with whichever questions jump out at you, right? Whichever ones feel right to you in that particular moment based on what you want to create. So that was a very long section on the first thing to do to get more accurate answers from your oracle cards. The second thing that I want to talk about is your vibration. So one of my Soul Space members asked me recently if you could get it wrong when pulling oracle cards. So like if it was possible to pull the wrong card. And I thought this was a really interesting question because my answer to this question used to be that no. It's not possible to get it wrong. The answer you get is always right. 
But I've changed my mind about this as I've become more experienced with how energy works and how accessing spiritual guidance works. I've come to the conclusion that it is totally possible to get it wrong. And it's totally possible to pull the wrong card. And I've come to the conclusion that whether you pull the right card or the wrong card depends on your energy vibration. So I just want to underline that it's really, really important that you're in the right energetic space to communicate with your soul, to communicate with your intuition, right? And in the right energetic space means high vibration, which essentially means rooted in your confidence and rooted in your power. Now, the concept of high vibration has been just grossly misunderstood in the personal development world. And people have started to use the term more as like super excited or like happy, happy, joy, joy, over the top happy. And that's just not sustainable, right? So many people have decided that they can't stay high vibration. It's not possible because they found that when they've gotten into the state of excitement about something or pure joy about something, Yes, they can experience that state, but they can't sustain that energy, right? And so if that's you, that's totally normal. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you or in the way that you experience vibration, right? My guides have explained to me that the concept of high vibration is strong and stable, unswayed by external things. So it's about feeling good in yourself, feeling confident, feeling grounded, rooted in your power, right? It's not that excitement. They say that that excitement is needed to like to lift off, to start creative process, but to actually like be able to go through the journey, you need an energy that's more stable. And that's the high vibration energy. So being high vibration is actually a practice and it requires that you make tending to your energy a habit like you would tending to your physical needs, right? So just like you feed your body and you brush your teeth, like you should tend to your energy. Now, if you're not doing this yet, then I do have a great place to start. I have a course that includes more information on this high vibration concept and how to work with it to create more of what you want. And I have a set of 20 vibration boosts, which are just short exercises that you can do. The idea is to do one every day so that you get into this habit of thinking about your energy every day and getting yourself into like a higher vibration, more powerful space. And you can get this at joannahennon.com shop. It's called the High Vibe Experiment. We'll also link it in the show notes. And yeah, I think like if you're not used to working with energy, then that's a really great place to start with. I created it for people who are just like not sure how to address their energy needs and I've gotten some awesome feedback on it. So I hope that you will enjoy it too if you decide to get it. But don't worry because if you haven't been paying much attention to your energy, you can totally still use oracle cards and get accurate answers. Just be very, very mindful that you don't work with them and ask questions when you're really down or frustrated or crying about something or in that really like ungrounded and decisive space that feels just like desperation, right? Work with them when you're feeling okay about yourself and when you're not super attached to the answer. So like do not work with them when you're in an emotional space of any way. Like if the answer has to be yes, otherwise you'll cry. Spend time (laughs) with the cards in kind of less intense situations so that you can get to know the language of your intuition, the language of your soul, the symbolism that it works with and all that kind of stuff so that you can practice and get better, right? I don't read, by the way, like I don't read cards for myself when I'm in that kind of emotional state either. I make sure to get guidance from someone else in those cases. So it's true for everybody. Like we all have these filters and for the guidance to come through clearly, you need to clear your energy. Like you need to be in a good supportive space for that. 
and that can be learned. So it's really not a problem, right? Okay, so the third thing that you can do to make your answers more accurate is to spend time on interpretation. So this is the fun part, I always think. Like, I just think this is a really, like, creative and fun part. Most people, or many people, will get a deck of oracle cards, will ask a random question that they didn't really put much thought into, will pull a card, will read the booklet, and will go, yeah, that's interesting, but don't really know what to do with that. It's not super useful. I encourage you to put more effort into this interpretation piece because that is the link between your question, what you want to know, your desire for some kind of guidance or answer, and the answer that you actually get, your accurate, practical, actionable answer, right? Remember that the card is just a tool. The card is not the message. This is really important. So if you and I both ask the same question, we might pull two different cards in answer. And this is because your higher self or guides will lead you to the card that will most easily give you the answers. And mine will lead me to the card that will most easily give me the answers. And the card you're drawn to will depend on your own experiences, associations, on personal symbolism. Like, for example, if I pull a card with a picture of a prince on it, I may interpret that as a sign to work more with the energy of musician prince, who passed away a few years ago, which I do sometimes because he's an ascended master and so really, really wise and also really fun to work with. But if you don't work with the energy of Musician Prince, then your interpretation of a picture of a prince would be totally different, right? Maybe you have some other association. Maybe it reminds you of a fairy tale, or maybe there's something else on that card that actually draws you in more than the picture of the prince. So it's not just the card that matters. It's the vehicle through which the message will be delivered, and that's you. So when you work with your cards, when you ask them a question and pull a particular card, don't immediately go for the booklet. Sit with the card yourself first. See what you're drawn to on it, whether that's an image or a word or a color. Like work out why your higher self or your guide team nudged you to pick that particular card. What about that card is the perfect way to deliver the message to you. You may want to journal on the card for just five minutes, right? And then if you still want to, you can totally open the booklet and see what from that general text stands out to you. And there may be something extra, right? But practice this skill of tuning into the energy of this tool of this card and working out why that particular card presented itself in response to your question. And that brings me to one more really, really important thing. Make sure that you relate the card you get to your original question. So you'd be surprised to know how many people don't do this and just like ask a question and pull a card and then totally forget about the question they asked and just focus on the card and what the booklet says. So this is really, really important because you pulled a certain card in response to a particular question, right? So for example, if you ask, what do I need to know most right now? And you get a card that says abundance on it or abundance is coming on it. Your message isn't necessarily that abundance is coming, right? And it's really like really easy to then like ignore the question and just focus on this like super positive message of abundance is coming and going, oh, yay, abundance is coming. But the thing is that when you relate it to your original question of what do I need to know most right now, 
Your answer could actually be something about abundance that you need to pay attention to or that you need to notice the abundance that you already have or that you need to do some work addressing limiting beliefs in the area of abundance or maybe something else that's on that particular card that is not that word abundance, but that really draws you in and you really notice it and that's your clue, right? So interpreting cards is like a little bit like detective work because just keep in mind that you're trying to translate energy from the beyond (laughs) into something you can use in the physical space. So there's an element of learning your own symbolism and there's an element of doing a bit of detective work. And so it's really important to spend a bit of time and effort on this interpretation piece. You'll get much more accurate answers to your questions than just abundance is coming, which like is nice, but not super useful, right? So yeah, and then, okay, the last one, the last thing that you need to do in order to get more accurate answers from your oracle cards is practice. (laughs) So like any skill, getting good answers from your oracle cards requires practice. Many people don't want to do this because they don't feel that they're good at it. And so it's like not so much fun because you're not good at it yet, or they don't quite see the benefits because they're just starting out or just keep in mind that it's like any other skill. So if this is you, if you'd quite like to become better, but you're not putting in the time, then just know that that's like not practicing the piano because you can't immediately play a nice melody that's pleasing to the ear, right? You need to be willing to go through that initial uncomfortable bit to see the results, to feel like your answers are becoming more accurate, like your intuitive connection is actually improving and deepening and like you're getting better and you can trust the answers you're getting, right? That's a process that doesn't happen all at once. Everyone has doubts at first. I did too. I also couldn't discern what was guidance and what was thoughts in my head. And I also didn't think I was good at it. And I didn't trust the messages and all this. And what I did is I committed to channeling a message, to pulling a card and channeling a message every day. And I got better with time. And you will too. So right there we are, four things that you can start doing straight away to get more accurate answers from your oracle cards, which should really make your oracle card practice, make your intuitive practice just so much more fun and so much more fulfilling because getting crappy answers is no fun, right? Like we all want practical guidance. We all want stuff that we can actually move on. So as I said at the beginning, if you want to talk more about Oracle cards or anything else related to a more soul smart lifestyle, then join us in the soul smart adventure community on Patreon. Simply go to patreon.com slash Joanna Hennen or find the link in the show notes and have fun experimenting with this and keep going because I know I definitely believe that your success is inevitable. You just need to keep going. Thank you for listening to the Soul Smart Podcast. You can find more information about today's episode, including any links we mentioned at joannahennon.com slash blog. If you'd like to hang out with more women who are on the path to being more soul smart, join my free community, The Greatness Collective at joannahennon.com slash community. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review on iTunes. It only takes a moment and means a lot. Have a great day and remember... Hustle is overrated. Let your soul steer you to success and greatness.